You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Steven. And I'm Brett. And we are the The Broadway Broadway Husbands. We're just your all-American married couple making their living in the arts and pursuing a growing family. On the Broadway Husbands podcast, we offer advice from our ordinary lives under extraordinary circumstances. We are living proof that you can love who you love and love what you do. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And if you really love us, make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Broadway Husbands. And check out Broadway Life Apparel at broadwaylifeapparel.com. We have month, we drop two designs every month and these designs this month they're really good they're really good they're really good if if i can say so myself um so go to broadwaylifeapparel.com to check them out and don't forget to check out the broadway podcast network we are proud to be members of bpn for more details go to bpn.fm forward slash husbands okay well steven had a great idea today I did? Yeah. Wow, thank you. You have a lot of great ideas. Thank you. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about daily romance. <laughs> yeah, we people always ask, how do you keep the spark going? How do you both stay joyful um, in your relationship? And so we thought we would point out the things that we both do for each other that really work. To help us stay romantical and connected. And like, I think that we've talked about this before on this, on the podcast about in the beginning of our relationship, one of like the biggest, not biggest problems, but like one of the problems was when we first had a conversation about a serious conversation, Brett. About initiative. Voiced his concern (laughs) about initiative, right? Because he said I wasn't... um, turning off the lights when we got in bed and like, um, you know, just like different things, like leaving everything on in the night, you know, before I went to bed and, you know, just kind of being concerned um, or just being considerate is really what that conversation was about. Right. So I think like in small ways, um, just always remembering that you don't live alone and that you're not, um, in a relationship, right? At all times. So if you're doing something in the house, you know, just always try and be as considerate as possible. And I think one thing that really helps me, because a lot of times I don't want to, I don't want to make the bed. I don't want to, 
I'm do the dishes. Like, you know what I mean? So, but a lot of times it's kind of like, well, I know if I do this, A, it's going to help me because it'll be clean and, and better, but B, it'll alleviate some of the stress, right? If your partner, um, if they have to do the chore or if they have to do these, you know, things that, 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 that are left behind and it kind of makes them, you know, it just like puts them in a better mood and then they see that you've done that and then they're like, oh, oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> like, like there's like those little things daily that you can do that just alleviates stress from your partner and like takes things off their list to do and they... And, and that you probably don't specifically need as your as you, but your partner might need or want. And so just understanding, like, you know, it's kind of like speaking your love language, right? Like understanding their love language, the thing that you know that if you take care of it for them, it's going to make them feel valued and feel good. So over the years with Steven, I've learned that, <clears throat> really the best way to like help you tell me i want to know it really goes down to almost uh, the best way to say it is your stomach like food and drink like if i show up for you at work with a lacroix to pick you up your mood is all is like hugely different than if I show up and don't have one, right? If I... It's very true. If you come home from work and I don't have food, you give me like total <laughs> attitude. But if I've made a meal, it's like you feel like I just bought you the moon. It's very, it's very true. But I will say <clears throat> in April, we'll have been married for 10 years and we've been together for like 13 years. So... We didn't get here overnight. <laughs> Let's just say we didn't get to this understanding overnight. And every day is different. Well, it's, sometimes it's just not possible. Right, right. Sometimes right? it's just not possible. You're totally, totally, totally. But I've learned that, <laughs> you know, that can make a huge difference. Those are the, like, those are little things that I can do. Yeah, I, I mean, and I think that, like I said, the little things. So in general, I get out of bed after brett and it's not even that i i don't even know that i necessarily wake up that much later than him i just <laughs> i don't get you out you take of, your time i take my time <laughs> and so in general i try to make the bed because he he likes to say well you got out of bed last and i'm like oh my god <laughs> so in general i try to always make the bed so that he feels appreciated so that's like one of the things that I, I generally do on a daily basis or try to do. I don't know that I'm 100% successful at that. But it does, I'll, for me, for some reason, the bed being made makes such a difference. It does make a difference. Like, the, it just feels less cluttered <laughs> yeah. and less, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not a natural impulse for you to do that. No, well, because typically once I get up, I start doing whatever I'm doing and then I have to run or right. get online to teach or whatever it is I'm doing. Um, but it's definitely been a process and, you know, and it also depends on like your living space and mm -hmm. how that works and if it's pandemic times or not. Right. I don't know if it does make a difference <gasps> depending on the time. I, because I honestly think that, you know, 
it's funny. I made a reels yesterday on my Instagram and I was like, you know, sometimes just dressing to look cute, just to feel good about yourself is like worth it. Like sometimes making the bed, even during a pandemic, just makes you feel better. So it's worth it for the energy that it creates, the positive energy that it creates for you. In of my course. opinion. Of course, of course, of course. Um, but I know for, you know, some Stephen will do things and when he does do them, it's so appreciated. And I, I don't know that I always acknowledge it. So I do want to acknowledge, like, I did notice you made the bed this morning and I'm super grateful. Ah, well, and I noticed that you um, bought, made sure that there was a stock of cold brew, <laughs> which is always appreciated. It makes you so happy when I have like food on hand for you. Yeah, also, it really the does. Chocolate covered peanut the yeah, <clears throat> it just makes, yeah. Well, because, you know, I think doing just in general, like in life, I've I'm typically always physical. And so whenever I'm done with whatever I'm doing, I'm pretty hungry. And throughout time in our relationship, especially in the beginning, I think we've even <laughs> talked about this before in our, our podcast that we were both in Broadway shows like I was in Billy Elliot and he was in The Little Mermaid. And my show was three hours long. So I got done like a half an hour later. So then I probably got home, you know, 40, a whole 45 minutes, maybe to an hour after you got home. And my priority at that time was Oprah. Yeah. Yes. I would come home and walk in and he would be like watching Oprah. That was my priority. I had to catch up on Oprah that, that day's episode. That's right. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I would come in. I can't believe Oprah doesn't exist anymore Her show doesn't exist anymore and that was so long That's ago so already but um so i would come in and he'd be watching oprah and i would be like starving not that i not that i don't take care of myself i'm not saying that it's just sometimes i would come in i'd be like hey did you eat and he'd be like no what do you want what are you gonna get and i'm like you haven't even thought about it like you're hungry too but you haven't even like you haven't taken the initiative? I always waited for you, for your input. Oh my God, it would drive me crazy. Steven needs... That would drive me crazy. He needs fuel. I like, would be like... All the time. <laughs> and it's almost impossible for me because it's not like... I, food is not something I I am always like, oh, I need to eat. Like it's usually I'm like, oh, I haven't eaten today. Yeah. Like I, it's been a few hours and I haven't eaten. I should probably eat. Yeah. So it's just like opposites of like how we operate um and also like also just how my adhd brain works like i'm just thinking about so many other things that food is like the last thing in my mind but i've learned over the years that i sh you know in order to keep steven happy and keep our relationship strong like he needs to take initiative i need to feed him <laughs> <laughs> hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And, you know, like since Valentine's Day is coming up, and by the time this podcast airs, it will have already passed. Um, I was just thinking about, like, fun things that we've done. Spontaneous things. Spontaneous things on Valentine's Day. To um, And they both involve food. And um, so... I guess last year, what's it's really interesting to think a year ago, oh it was gosh. like right before the pandemic, right? So it's interesting to think like we were like blindly living and had no idea what was about to happen and this huge <laughs> um, life shattering, changing, not shattering, this big change was about to occur. I'll just say change. And um, we um, had just moved back, you know, into our East Village apartment and we were kind of settling in really nicely into living there again and we had made the apartment look really nice and um it was just it was nice it was felt like we were like and back i'd home. been in crazy rehearsal time. it had been in crazy rehearsal time and it was really cold i do remember how cold it was and um there was a restaurant in the east village called the brindle room which we used to go to all the time when we first lived there, the first five years. Well, that our we bestie Kay and our best friend Kay actually worked there occasionally, and, and so, that's why we how we found it actually. Yeah, that's how we started going there, and they have, I think they they say that they have the best burger, and and they actually actually I will say one hundred percent it's the best burger I've ever had. It's the best burger ever. <clears throat> so. I dream about that burger. <laughs> so last year for Valentine's Day, I mean, I'm assuming I told you where to meet me. So you probably knew. But so that was kind of like what we did, right? We went to this old place that we hadn't been to in a long time. And um, at the time, Brett was really stressed out. So then when he got there, he was really, oh my gosh, really relieved and excited. And I, I remember we ordered like multiple things. Oh my gosh, because because it's hard to choose one thing. The food was so good. There. Yeah, and we got way too much food. But um, but the nice thing about that was that it took us outside, right? But it also brought us into like a feeling of comfort and like reminiscence mm -hmm. and like memory of our relationship together so like it already brought like nostalgic and romance with it one of the best valentine's days you did for me was when you surprised me and we went to brooklyn and we ate at the river cafe yeah what year was that that was in 2016 that was when i was an american in paris i remember well yeah because we couldn't have afforded to eat there otherwise because yeah. we were both working on broadway at the time right was i still doing paramore i can't remember i guess you were in rehearsal for paramore Maybe I was in rehearsals for Paramore, but it was so sweet. It was so romantic. We, but that was a surprise. So I found the restaurant. The view was just like if you don't know the River Cafe, it's like a classic New York City restaurant with a view of Manhattan. It's in Brooklyn. It's right on the water. Beautiful. So it was a total surprise. I think that I had always known about the restaurant, and I'd always wanted to take him there. I'm not really sure how long I had known about it or what you know, but. I decided to take him there. And so what I did was I told him it was definitely Valentine's Day was a Sunday. I can remember it was the end of the week. 
And I went to work in a like in a nice, like really dressed up. I think I wore a suit. And I think I had Brett told Brett to dress up really nicely and meet me at the stage door. And I think we took a cab and I surprised him and took him there. It was so romantic. Yeah. Um and what have I done for you for Valentine's? I don't know. What have you done for me for Valentine's? I don't know that I've done anything yet, like. I don't know why Valentine's feels for me not that significant for some reason. Like it just feels like a commercial holiday. I would rather like go all out on our anniversary or um like there's other there's other holidays I'd rather like be right. romantic on. For some reason, I think there's a resistance there that I've never actually voiced until this moment. Oh um, no, you voiced it clearly because like you don't. <laughs> You don't remember doing anything romantic for me. So I've that... done stuff for you. I just can't remember. All right. All right. Have I not done anything for you? I honestly am not sure. Yeah, I, like, you can't remember. I can't remember Great. either. I'm so glad I'm... No, 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 no. Failed but you. you. But you do romantics all the time. Well, the and my favorite romantic... Probably the first thing that Stephen did that was so romantic... Which what? I think I've talked about here before is... When we first started hanging out... I was going down to Orlando and my friend Craig bailed on me. So I was at Walt Disney World by myself in this hotel room. And I remember I called Steve and was like, I'm all by myself. We have dinner reservations. I guess I'm going to go to dinner for one. And he surprised me and booked a flight and flew down to Orlando to spend the night with me and go to dinner with me. And it was so romantic. That That's, was... I forgot about that. That was... When I knew, like, this guy, there was something special about him. Oh, that's what it took? Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Well, it was really early on. In our it day. was really like, early on. We were on. very new. We were very new, and... Um, but that was so romantic. Like, he was literally... He called me back. He's like, I booked the flight. I'm coming down. I'm having dinner with you tomorrow night. I remember that. And I think that I actually had points. So it wasn't, you know, it was a pretty good... It wasn't like I was. It was also like you were lucky with I think with your schedule at work. Yeah, I think I had like a couple days off randomly. Okay, so so what are some things that you wish or or think that would be nice if I did for you that would be romantic? All right, so I also remember one thing that we did as a couple with another couple was one of my favorite desserts is. Uh, molten chocolate lava cake and we went and learned how to make it i mean i couldn't repeat that for you today but who was that one didn't we go with brandon and craig down in the east village somewhere remember that that was i don't remember like i forgot about it so that was actually really fun and so that was like a date and food Oh my God, yeah. Craig Ramsey and Brandon Liberati. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Um, and we've also done, like we do like spontaneous travel trips and things yeah. like that, where we'll go, because we take adventures all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you wish I would do more of that would be more romantical for you? I mean, maybe this Valentine's Day you can make some sort of really nice dessert. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Actually, I kind of want to do that myself anyway. Oh, you want to do it together? So maybe we should do it together. That's a good idea. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. You know, and I also wanted to just say, like, we're not, 
we don't always get along super easily, right? I mean, there are moments throughout the day where we, where there's some tension every once in a while. Because I just don't want to paint. No, not every day. But I just want to paint the picture that like, you know, we're not, you know, we're not always like, I love you. Oh my God, I love you. I mean, we are a, a lot pretty loving, but. I but think we, we, I think considering, and I'm sure anyone who's listening to this who's in a relationship can, can get this. It's like with the pandemic, we are together all the time. We work from home most of the time. We, you know, so we have to wear a lot of hats. I, this is like the post I made yesterday. Like we have to wear a lot of hats in our relationship. Yeah. And so sometimes if we're not clear on which hat we're wearing and then the other one interrupts the other one, it can get a little bit like, ah, you know, and, um, so it's challenging, you know, I just have to really, we have to always be communicating what that is, what we're, what hat we're wearing at the time. And so I think that it definitely being the romantic hat, we have to figure out like the times when we're putting that on because sometimes my brain with my seriously with my ADHD will just be thinking about work, work, work and content and what I need to make and what we're doing on Broadway Husbands. And I'll be thinking about all those things and you get off of work and you're like, I'm done with work. Yeah. You're like in your brain and you're, and it's like your brain has literally just said, I'm done. Right. Right. And I'm like still thinking about all of these things that I need to do that I want to do that we should do. And he'll bring something up and I'm like, Right. And you're like, well, no, I'm done. I, no, I'm, I'm done teaching. And I'm like, but I'm moving day. on to my fifth yeah. thing today. <laughs> right. So we have to always be really try to figure out where our brains are. Uh-huh. And that is more true now than I think it's ever been. Because at least when I, when I was in a show, like I knew when the show was done, I was done for the day. And now it's like, everything we do is our business. Like right. we're making content on Broadway husbands. We're doing sponsored posts. We're coaching. But you know, you say that, out. but you do, he does very well. Like whenever we usually hit a point at like 9 PM, we're like, okay, enough. Yes. Stop. And we both do pretty well. That's with, the like, goal is by 9 PM yeah. to be done. Okay. Put your phone down, put your, no more emailing, no more, whatever you're researching. Um, yeah. 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 So I think that just setting those kind of boundaries where it's like this time we're done at, at this time every day we're done. Yeah. Or make, you know, I'm going to make the bed or I'm going to do this thing. We're also make, just I'm, asking like before you speak to the other person when you're in the apartment or house by like, where are you right now? Hey, <laughs> is it okay if I ask you this right now? And then just be really clear before, because a lot of times what happens is like one person is interrupting the other person while they're in the middle of either their train of thought or trying to get something done that they've keep forgetting to do. Right. And then it becomes like kind of an argument because they're frustrated, frustrated because they maybe won't remember. Yeah. And I think it's good that you said this too, because like, I think most people think that a healthy relationship doesn't argue. And I think the opposite is true. I think that it, you want to be in a, you want to be able to argue, you want to be able to express your frustrations, because that is how you set boundaries and get healthy and be able to communicate those things. And so we do argue, I wouldn't say we fight. Yeah, lot. we don't fight, but we'll we definitely... bicker or we can push each other's buttons pretty easily. So then we have to talk through that. And we have to figure out how to like help each other not do that yeah you know so and i think we do a really good job of that we do but you know it it is definitely like a learning 
experience. And the more experience you have on getting through arguments or getting through disagreements and coming out the other side, the easier it is to feel frustrated or upset and then know like how easy it is to get through it and move past it. As long as you move past it and don't get stuck on it. Um, and, and I think part of that too is respecting space. Yeah. You know, if somebody needs to just go for a walk or somebody needs to just like go into another room that help, that can help a lot just to give your own space. Cause Lord knows here we are a year into the pandemic and no one would have thought we'd be where we are. Right. Right. So anyway, we hope this is helpful for you. Now we're going to move on to a segment we call Spotlight, Spotlight on Love. So someone wrote in and said, how do you know, we put a, a sticker on our stories and we asked, how do you, you know, does anyone need relationship or dating advice? And if this is you, please come to our Instagram, shoot us a DM, let us know what your situation is. So we're going to leave this person anonymous just in case his family is listening, but this is a family issue that he has. And um, he was asking like, how do you deal with a narcissistic parent? He said, my mother hasn't even asked about my engagement to my, to my man. When I talk about something I've done, she just glosses over it. So I think I can speak to this because I feel like I can identify with this situation. I feel like this has come up in my life at times. In my family, not to say I wouldn't judge them as narcissistic. I'm not a therapist. I'm not, I can't diagnose that. But um, I will say that sometimes family in their own defense, their defense mechanism, if they don't understand something is to just avoid it. And I think as gay people, we're probably used to that, right? We're used to families in denial, at least culture, people and culturally being in denial. And so, you know, how do you deal with it? You know, sometimes you have to push people out of their comfort zone if, if they mean something to you, right? I, I've always say, and even in my coaching business, I say, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. And sometimes that means you have to force yourself into uncomfortable situations. And if the, these people are trying to feel safe, so they just avoid it, they don't acknowledge it, they don't talk about it. And so if you want them to, if they mean something to you, you want them to be close to you. If they mean, you know, like you want them to be in your life at a deeper level, then you need to have an uncomfortable conversation. And so you preface it with that. You, you know, you say, hey, we need to have an uncomfortable conversation because they don't want to have uncomfortable conversations. They like to just live in a bubble, believe what they want to believe, read the news sites that agree with what they believe and don't actually open their minds to something different. So, you know, I, I have had these conversations in the last six months where I've literally been like, hey, we need to have an uncomfortable conversation. And then I talk, keep it on my feelings. I just say, when you do this, I feel this way. When I witness you doing this, it makes me feel this way. And in, rea and in reaction, I want to do this. So I need you to understand like when I, if I'm pulling away, it's to protect myself. I don't want, I want you to understand why if you notice that I'm not calling you as much, that I'm setting clearer boundaries so that I can keep my own sanity. Um, that's why. Yeah. And just making it really clear and allowing them to do whatever they need to do in reaction to it. Because, 
you know, it's not personal. It can feel personal. Like, why aren't they talking about my engagement? Right. But they're not thinking about that. They're, you know, perhaps they're thinking about, I'm just thinking, cause I, I know this person, I know they're from the South and I know that Southern people who are religious, especially when it comes to gay issues, want to accept it on the surface, but don't want to acknowledge the deeper plight of LGBTQ people in society. And it's almost like since they might not have the experience of being like having been to a gay wedding or, you know, just not having that life experience, they don't understand that it's actually like real and it's like a real human issue. And I think that maybe that's where like the standoffishness kind of comes from. So my advice um, would be like, maybe think about things that you would want them to do for your wedding, like things you think that they could handle, like whatever that is, like maybe it's like helping with invitations or figuring out a certain color for the wedding. I don't know. The other flowers, thing you can do. But like, yeah. And just having that conversation with them um, and being really specific, like, hey, this is what I need you to do. Yeah. Can you do this? And then, and then that way they have an assignment. And then that way, when you do talk to them about it, it's they're engaged in some way, right? The, so other, that, thing, the other thing just to say, like uh, uh, as an addendum to that is, release your need to have them do right. anything right they're not capable of it and yeah you know it's not your responsibility to to educate them so whatever need you have that you need her to talk about your engagement you need them to be a part of that know that like that's where chosen family comes in that's where you reach out to people who love and accept you no matter what that may not be your blood relatives and that's okay because there are people out there who will love you and support you and want to talk about it and just expect less. I mean, that's the worst I can, I mean, that's, it sounds terrible, yeah. but expect less of yeah, them. And have no expectations. And just say, you know, I mean, for our wedding, I remember, you know, I just said to my parents, just come. Yeah. Just as long as you're there, I'm good. And my twin brother almost didn't come. I had to beg him to come. And I, don't know why and I'm not going to ask him why I don't need to know the details it's none of my business whatever his beliefs are but I did express what I needed and out of his love for me he respected that so I just as much as you can release the need yeah have no expectations acknowledge that maybe you know some people are sicker than others whatever that means to you and and set healthy boundaries for yourself and embrace the people who love and accept you no matter what and just enjoy that moment of the day and by you really celebrating your life and love hopefully um your parents will see that and they'll just they'll, they'll be excited and so happy for you and they love you they no love matter you. what yeah. Yeah, yeah they just maybe don't have the tools to express it at the level that you would like yeah so release that need to have that and just trust that like you're doing the right you're thing doing the right thing 
All right, we hope that helps you. And if you want our unqualified advice, make sure you hit us up on Instagram at Broadway Husbands. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Husbands podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And it would really help us out if you would leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Don't forget to check out Broadway Life Apparel and our new designs that are released every month. On this podcast, we encourage you to love who you love and love what you do. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.